0: Are you ready? I don't know. I don't know. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) Okay. We do this every time before we hit record. Are you ready? And we're always never like really ready. We're just like, oh, do I hit the button for record or do I not? Yeah. Welcome to Powered by Magic. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try that again. All right. Welcome Welcome to to... Powered (laughs) by Magic. (laughs) We're not going to get this right today, guys. Okay. Okay.
1: Welcome to Powered by by Magic,
0: (laughs) where we discuss topics surrounding magic and common or not so common questions. Let's take this journey together. Hi, I'm Tatiana. And I'm Sylvia. And we are coming to you from Eugene, Oregon. We invite you to conjure up a broom and
1: ride with us. Hey, everybody. We just want to start by saying,
0: give us input, please. Yes. We've been asking, and we have not yet gotten any, but we will keep asking. Yeah, and you know, just so you know, we have
1: a group on Facebook, we have a Twitter page. Please ask us anything. We would love to answer your questions.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Can they go into Podbean as well? Is it possible in there? I know they can make comments. Well, anyway, if you make comments uh, in there too, the Podbean is a place you could check us out. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Hey, how are you doing? Pretty good, found
1: out over Christmas that I had, uh, been exposed to COVID. So I got to go take a COVID test.
0: hmm
1: I did it with a friend because she also needed to take a test. It took like almost four hours to get through the line. We were close to the last ones in there
0: can't say that I have a ton of sympathy, but we'll, we'll t- I'll tell you why in a minute.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. So we actually had our phones and everything with us. We had our Kindles. So we read most of the time through there. We had plenty of stuff to do. Right.
0: I... Yes. i'm sorry am i interrupting you had you finished? no finish? you're fine okay. i had finished <laughs> okay i also had to do the COVID testing because we had seen each other on that day we were working on the podcast mm-hmm. so i went the next morning and decided to be a little bit early i thought when i got there there was of course a line it was not out the gate but it was there
1: mm-hmm. and then i
0: realized that people were coming in from the other gate which i did once before and that is they probably missed the turn but what that meant was is that everybody was going to yield and merge in yep and that made the line twice as long as yep. what i was sitting in i sat for 3 hours waiting to get there but Oof. i forgot my phone <laughs> i forgot my phone my car is a prius and it's an older one the people who gave it to me didn't want it because they weren't sure as to how long the main battery was going to live and they told me this so I'm sitting in line and I'm watching the little screen that tells you what's going on with that battery. It keeps going lower and lower. So I'm turning off my engine and waiting what 10 minutes, 15 minutes, turn the engine back on, move one car space. Turn it off for 10 to 15 minutes. Meanwhile, it's cold outside. It's yeah. raining and I've got nothing to do for 3 hours because so you have no phone. Right. Plus, I had a friend who was coming down to drop something off. She was supposed to be here at 2:30. I got in at plenty of time to go in, right? You thought I thought, and then I'm watching the <laughs> clock the whole time, I'm like there's no way that I'm not going to be in there by one thirty. There's no way it's not it's not going to go till two. By like the end of it, I was I don't know two fifteen or something. I got back here at two thirty. The other thing is, there's not too much TMI here, I hope, but being in line, I was told to. Cool my saliva for the saliva test. And, you know, that way it would be easier to get the test quicker. Mm-hmm. So I started to do that. And I was quite proud of myself, I have to say.
1: <laughs> Until I got up
0: to... The, <laughs> the things I, you're proud of when you're I, an adult. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I got up to the little tent where they start to give you the baggie and whatnot. And, of course, they ask you a question. Well, I had to swallow everything and answer. Oh, no. I suffer dry mouth sometimes Mm -hmm. like not you know I guess technically in a doctor sense but I do I get a very dry mouth I had to sit in the freaking parking space forever trying to work up enough saliva again before I could go oh no
1: yeah the person that I went with also has dry mouth and she was having one heck of a time trying to get saliva in there and it was just yeah
0: I would have rather done the nose test I'm sorry I really would have (laughs) yeah no no not for me (laughs) our experiences were different but yeah for me it's like a a cough sneeze at
1: the same time with something going up your nose it's just like no oh and see I I didn't have that problem
0: at all Yeah, Yeah. I'd rather go back to that because the saliva thing is way too difficult for me (laughs) or at least give us a choice for Pete's sake right okay (laughs) that I can get behind okay all right Let's move on. Uh, TMI is over, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to what we're covering today, which is weaving and candle magic. We're going to begin, as always, with our god and goddess. Sylvia, take it away. All right. Today, our god is Hephaestus.
1: He is the Greek god of fire, metalworking, blacksmiths, forges, technology, and sculpture. He looks like an ugly, stocky, bearded man in a chiton or chitin, Greek robe, and a circular cap with a hammer or other implement of smithcraft. His duties are he created the weapons and armor for the gods as well as for the heroes. A lineage. Some sources have Hera birthing Hephaestus by herself in retaliation for Zeus birthing Athena. Other sources have him as the son of both Zeus and Hera. Many sources have As. Aphrodite? <laughs> well then. Okay. Many sources have Aphrodite as his consort or
0: wife. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is that six-year-old again. Can I continue? <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> he had many, many siblings.
0: I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. I promise I've got it together. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. God. he had
1: many many siblings so many that I am not going to list them here. god damn it
0: <laughs> I thought you were done I'm so, I'm so <laughs> I have no idea why I'm laughing at this point I guess because I keep saying I'm not going to laugh and then I start laughing again anyway okay I promise I'm in tears here I promise I've stopped
1: okay Okay. his children were Thalia Ericthonius Eucleia Euphemy philophrasine cabieri euthenia don't you dare
0: i'm trying not to
1: the story is hephaestus was told by the sun god helios that he was being cheated on by aphrodite with Ares, so he set a trap for the lovers when aphrodite and Ares next got together they were held fast by invisible bonds hephaestus then dragged them before the gods in olympus all the gods laughed at the naked pair Then, Poseidon coaxed Hephaestus to let them go, promising that either Ares or Poseidon would pay the adulterer's fee. Interesting facts? One of the stories of his fall from Olympus had Zeus throwing him down and Hephaestus being lame from that. The other story is that Hera cast him out because he was lame already. He is shown alongside Athena teaching crafts to men. What Athena was to women, Hephaestus was to men. Symbols are tongs, hammer, anvil, fire, and donkeys.
0: Okay. And our superstition for today Uh, would be the ears burning. Ooh. Ears burning. It is thought that it stems from second century Rome. Ears burning suggests that someone is talking about you behind your back, which I'm sure you've heard. Most Mm -hmm. people have heard about that. A variation on this offers that the burning sensation means that someone is talking well of you, and if your ears are cold, then they're speaking ill of you. In looking this up, the ears burning superstition I found has been used by famous poets such as Chaucer and Charles Dickens. This is what helped it to widely spread as being a true belief. Mm. There is an ancient philosopher who began this next version of the superstition which, I'm sorry, I don't know which the philosopher it was, I couldn't find that, in which, if one's ears were itching, it meant the same things as if your ears were burning. In here, it is highlighted that there is a difference between the left side and the right side. As with the Lucky Rabbit's foot superstition we covered in Season 1, Episode 15, we once again find that the right side was all good and the left side was represented as all bad or evil itching ears means that you will hear a secret depending on which ear you will know the gender of the person who wants to tell it the left would be a girl Mm -hmm. and the right would be a boy Mm. which is i sort of reflected that in the other superstition the rabbit's foot we found that left was considered unlucky and right was lucky. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting that the girls are considered unlucky if you think about the connection. Yeah yeah. Then you think about back in the day and social social circumstances and Mm -hmm. now this superstition is known possibly worldwide at this point. Interesting. We're going to move on to the meat here and Sylvia is going to take over. Today we have weaving and the fiber arts.
1: This magic is earth and north because it's uh, creating a concrete thing. You're manifesting. There's evidence of thread spinning from 20,000 years ago. Hand spinning, which is spinning the wool or other material against the leg to get a thread is where it started and simply became more complex as time went on with drop spindles and spinning wheels. It is not known where exactly weaving started. Early looms required two people to work. In Moreau, at about 4th century BC, they were quite skilled. There is possible evidence for weaving to have started much earlier, but there's nothing concrete at this point. As far as knitting goes, it was established before the 11th century. We know this because of a knitted sock that was found in Egypt, well made and obviously not a forerunner. It was very pretty with a blue pattern running along the top of it with diamonds in it mm-hmm. and it was a white sock with the blue pattern and it's just well, very well done. Too bad we haven't included a picture. I might be able to do that. We'll check into it. We're not yeah. sure. At least we can set a like a, a link. Many histories place the beginning of knitting in the Middle East and migrating from there. Crochet, however didn't actually start up until the 1800s at that time in English it was often called a shepherd's hook instead of a crochet hook I've heard that weaving and fiber arts magic is all about the correspondences the timing and the meditating on the magical purpose of the garment being made color herbs and oils all have correspondences that you can use to strengthen the tie to your desired outcome Doing your fiber craft during certain phases of the moon, or certain times of day according to the sun, can also boost your magic. But the most important part, as always, is you and your setting of the intention. You can start anywhere you want to, with an intention, a person to make the project for, or the project itself. Intention setting is a good place to start, however, and you can work the rest of the spellcraft accordingly. Setting your intention is as hard or as easy as making sure it's succinct and clear as to what it is you want. Who is the project for and what do you want to make? I recommend Ravelry.com as it has tons of free patterns for both knitting and crochet and is a personal favorite of mine. And I absolutely love it as well. You can also find paid patterns through Ravelry. Now, what color do you want to make the pattern out of? What kind of yarn do you want to use? Will you light a candle during your crafting time, and what color should it be? Will you add herbs or oils to further the tie to your intention? Make sure what you're using isn't an allergen to the person you're giving it to. Good point. Will you simply say your intention over it, or will you create a chant? Keep in mind, you don't have to be chanting or saying the intention the whole time you're crafting. Maybe just the first 10 minutes or so and then craft normally. Don't forget to cast a circle before beginning your crafting and closing the circle after crafting. Later in the podcast, we go through correspondences for quite a few things that can be used in weaving and fiber arts magic. Thank you for that. Yeah,
0: no problem. We're going to move on to the candle magic section and it is started off, which with the obvious history. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Candere is the Latin word for candle, which is to shine. Candles have been used around the world to illuminate the darkness. But in many cultures, candles are lit with specific purpose such as Yule, with pagans, as a symbol of light returning, or Imbolc, for the Celts, as a sign of purification. Placing a candle in front of a god or goddess is common practice in India. Catholics light candles in remembrance of those who have passed in the temple of Isis in Egypt lamps or candles were consistently lit to honor hope and life in the afterlife for Wiccans and neo-pagans it is used in rituals to invoke the element of fire and those elemental spirits connected to it let me begin with the usual warning to be extremely careful when you use fire You should always have water or a fire extinguisher nearby for safety purposes.
1: Yeah, we don't want any reports of anybody losing their...
0: Anything? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Candle magic is the element of fire, and I realize that's obvious, but we are keeping a certain format here. So I thought I'd just go throw that in. Mm -hmm. It is a powerful tool used in many different ways for a lot of varying purposes. When I think of candle magic, I immediately think of releasing or banishing something. However, it can be used just as easily to invoke or bring something in, or for scrying. Many things need to be considered when dealing with fire, such as what are you wanting to achieve, and are you ready for a powerful transformation? Mm. As with most of what we work with, color can play a key role. Think about what intention is and how you want to bring it into being. I believe that the candle is similar to the skeleton of the work, and the color of the candle and everything added is the rest, in pieces and parts like muscle and skin to a body. Timing is important as well. You can base it off of astrology, moon phases, days of the week, timing of day, or timing of how long the candle will burn, or possibly all of the above at once, although that can be very difficult to manage the more precise it is the more it might make the focusing easier once it's put together but harder to put together in the beginning then there are things like decorating the candle carving into it or adding stones and oils very carefully i might add depending on the type of candle that you've chosen as you can see this is very intricate work yeah and i was
1: going to say would the smell of the candle actually be and something that would influence the work
0: I think that depends on the individual to be really honest. Okay. I think when you're doing something like this, if it invokes a certain feeling and that's the feeling you want, ah, then I would say sure, absolutely. Yeah, smells are very powerful in memory. They are. Definitely if it feels like it's going to take you to the place that your intention is going. Sure. Okay, cool. I just thought I'd include that. Yeah, no thanks. That's great. <laughs> Let's begin as in any magic that you're working with, deciding on what you want to manifest. Okay, are you laughing over there? (laughs) (laughs) She's laughing over there. She's laughing at me. I just knocked the microphone when I've sat here trying to restart this recording because I'd messed up. (laughs) And now I knocked the microphone and it's her turn to laugh at me. (laughs) Anyway, then begin to choose the elements you want to add to it. You can keep it simple by just taking a candle, focus on your intention and what you want transformed, then light the candle. So mode it be. Smib. Smib. Or you can dig in and make it very exact. That's not to say that the other version isn't. However, adding to the candle isn't only fun, but a great way to add more of your energy into the magic. By handling the extra items and concentrating on what you intended, them to mean you can further imbibe your intention into the mix. Hmm. You can really feel your energy going into it. Yeah, and you can do it both ways, but it's just a little different. Mm -hmm. Where to begin? That is the question. Like with any tools, it is wise to cleanse or consecrate your candle first. Passing it through smoke of sage or other cleansing incense, I find, is the easiest. Leaving it under the full moon for one to three nights charges it nicely and prepares it to absorb the energy you are about to pour into it. Most often we start by choosing the color of the candle we want to use. Here's a quick guideline to colors. The following correspondences are a condensed list connected to each item. It is just an overview of the most common connections and I will only read a few of what we researched there are just tons and tons more and we have actually added more that just we aren't just going to say in here. You can read them on our blog or post. Yep, on our notes. On our notes, yeah. I'm going to begin with white, which is purifying truth and spirituality. Black is protection, removal of negativity and banishing. Red is sexual passion and courage and strength. Blue is communication, emotions, loyalty. Green is growth, prosperity, luck. Orange is joy, creativity, confidence. Yellow is happiness, ideas, mental clarity. Pink, romantic love, friendship, morality. I almost said mortality. Oh, geez. <laughs> morality. I All think right. it's more
1: of a black thing. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> Purple is magic, intuition, Spiritual enlightenment. Brown is grounding, balance, and hearth. I also got some stones to connect with this. And we'll begin with white again. The stones connected to white is clear quartz and selenite. Black would be smoky quartz and epido. Red is fire, agate, and carnelian. Blue is blue lace, agate and and what did you say that was angelite? Angelita? Angelita. In, okay, Angelita. Green is Green adventuring and Peridot. Orange is Citrine, di- Diaspor, and Ruby. Yellow is White Topaz and Sujalite. Pink is Rose Quartz and Green Jade. I was kind of surprised by the Green Jade, but when mm-hmm. I looked it up, that went with it. Hmm. I would be surprised too. I think it must have connected to one of the correspondences of like romantic love or friendship or Mm -hmm. morality somewhere in there. Maybe it was with the morality, but it was connected. Interesting. So purple would be the obvious, amethyst, but also amber and turquoise. Brown is moss agate and black tourmaline. Now you can choose what best suits your magic. We've just given you some ideas here. Next, you might consider the timing. Here we have some moons,
1: so if you work during the waxing moon, this is for new beginnings and invoking magic. Full moon is great for bringing things into wholeness or immediate fruition. The waning moon is good for letting go and releasing magic. The dark moon is good for banishing. Days of the week, Sunday is connected to the sun, gold, and hope. Monday is connected to the moon, silver, white, gray, and black, and Intuition and dreams. Tuesday is connected to Mars. Brown and autumnal colors. Matrimony and war. Wednesday is connected to Mercury. Gray and yellow. Debt and fear. Thursday is connected to Jupiter. Deep blue or purple. Honor and wealth. Friday is connected to Venus. Green, pink, red, and light blue. Passion as connected to love. Saturday is connected to Saturn. Darker colors. Black. And protection there's much more that can be considered when contemplating timing these are just the easiest to cover in one podcast and we did timing earlier in our podcasts
0: oh yes we did we did yeah so we're just repeating ourselves that's all (laughs) no big deal (laughs) well somebody might have missed that podcast you know that's true (laughs) next you might add a few drops of oil or oils very carefully You can add maybe three drops into an enclosed candle or rub the oil on the outside of a tapered candle. I've chosen to use planetary and daily correspondences for you here, but there is no end to how you choose any of your ingredients. With oils, the planetary oils are Sunday, sun, orange, and rosemary. Monday, moon, lemon, myrrh. Tuesday, Mars, basil, peppermint. Wednesday, Mercury, lavender, and lemongrass. Thursday, Jupiter, clove, and nutmeg. Friday is Venus, rose, and ling-ling. And Saturday is Saturn, patchouli, and cypress. I find it's fun and powerful to add herbs. It's an easy way to add to a candle that is already in its own container, but a little trickier on a tapered one. Usually the way to use herbs on a tapered candle is to first rub the oil or oils of choice onto the candle and then roll the candle in the chosen herbs or herb. This is the very first way I experienced candle magic was actually doing it in that manner, P- really rolling the oil between your hands and the tapered candle between your hands and then rolling it onto the herbs and it would stick. It was really cool. Neat. That was just a very, very quick guide to get started. Let's move on to
1: herbs. I'm just going to read a little bit of what we have in each section for each of the herbs just because we have so much. Lavender, Mercury, Virgo, Midsummer, Mental Peace, Purification. Sage, Time of Year's Autumn, Air, Fire, Pisces, Money, Protection, Purification. Peppermint is Mercury, Air, Fire, sagittarius visionary herb exorcism healing rosemary is sun leo healing health love and lust Mullen is saturn jupiter fire protection shadow work astral projection parsley mercury gemini air opening door between realms protection strength cinnamon is uranus sun fire success love abundance and spiritual development chamomile is sun water peace abundance love self-love healing calendula which is also marigold sun new moon consecration happiness love and opening the door between
0: realms thank you yeah all right with candle magic still symbols decorating the candle is like the icing on the cake It can be simple or very ornate. Symbols are especially powerful in amplifying our intentions. There is an overabundance of symbols you can use and places to find them to add to your magic either by carving it into the candle or by drawing it onto the candle. Friends have taught me that you can decoupage glass candles quite nicely. That way if they're long burning they also hold their potency through the imagery. Let's not forget our trusted friend the sigil. Using Sigil Magic in Candle Magic is truly precise work. And we have covered Sigil Magic in Season 1, Episode 9. As I stated before, you can simply use a candle by thinking of your intent and then lighting the candle. Or you can add as much of the above information as you like to see your intent through. All you have to do is solely up to you and your intuition. Be kind in all that you do. Finally, I'll only touch on another aspect of what candle magic can be used for, which is scrying. The quickest version of this is to choose a white candle, focus on your intent or question, and gaze into the flame at length. Allow yourself to relax and let whatever images come to you that may. Be sure to journal these in some manner so that you can revisit them once you are done. That is the highly simplest form of scrying that I can think of. We will cover scrying in another episode. And now we have today's tarot. We have the wheel of fortune today. She directs us in our life path. What direction will you choose? Will you be level-headed in your way forward? You can move from a place of calm or passion, but not from reaction. The wheel spins and we can't stop it. We can only decide on how we want to roll with it. Be fierce in your goals and flexible on your way to them, but be kind and enjoy the process as it goes. You are a warrior at heart and display great outward courage. Now turn that courage inward toward your own life skills and believe in them. Be compassionate with yourself and others while finding the truth of your journey which is ever-changing. Today, I believe this speaks to us weaving our different talents together and trusting the process even before we know its end. We should integrate our inner flame into all that we do. If you are unsure of yourself, then use the tools that you have gained. There is a reason why we have learned everything we know up until now. It has led us to this very moment and will lead us to the next. Very lovely. Thank you.
1: Please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you found us. As always, we have the
0: references in
1: our episode notes.
0: Okay, well, you've tolerated us this long. I'm Tatiana saying goodbye for now. And I'm Sylvia saying so long. And thank you
1: for writing with us.
0: This has been Powered Powered by by Magic. Magic. Thank you. Thank you.